0: Hello and welcome to the final MyTunes podcast of 2022. And uh, there's an extra bit as well, with my very special guest this
1: week. Mark Tiley, the nation station radio.
0: In the Isle of Man, somewhere along the line, you will bump into, if not one, or two or three Adrian Cowens. One day they're all gonna be on this show, but we're gonna start with the musical one, not the weather one, and there's another one as well. Adrian Cowan, who has been in, in no short order, once, Annie. And last week, down in Peel with the pantaloons. Adrian, welcome to My Tunes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well it's good to have you along. When we were chatting earlier, you said you picked up the guitar quite early when you were
2: when you were a teen. Yeah, I started trying to play when I was younger, but it was harder in them days because you didn't have YouTube or anything. You were just learning from books. Harder to teach yourself to play guitar. Picking it up again in later in life is lots of YouTube tutorials you can follow and find any tabs for whatever you want nowadays.
0: I was going to say, it's, it's much easier now, certainly when I was learning as, as a youngster, which is long before you. Of <laughs> we used to have to get the record player on and try and copy the record player and put the needle back and do it again, cause that, or tape. And that was it, <laughs> you know, as you say, nothing, nothing on there, no YouTube, no nothing mm. at all. Did you start, like, on acoustic?
2: Originally had an electric guitar, but oh, I've still got one, but I can't play it, so I just I just play acoustic mostly.
0: And when did the sort of drama come
2: into your life? It was only within the last two years. Um, I'd been singing, doing open mics, and then I started doing singer lessons with Mandy Griffin, And I was doing the Art Hub Choir with Danielle Brydson. And I was seeing lots of people from that and from Mandy's lessons going off and doing various musicals. And one day I just asked her, how did you get to do that? And she said, go for an audition. And the auditions for Annie were coming up. So I went and did that and got in. That's a great show to do. Mm -hmm.
0: That's a brilliant show. I mean, a lot of us, I think, uh, would have first of all encountered it as a movie and and then stage shows
2: later on. So... uh, Obviously, you enjoyed doing that. I didn't know what to expect going into my first show, and I was fortunate enough to have a couple of speaking parts and get into the ensemble as well. So, lots of songs, lots of dancing, and then some speaking as well, which, you know, once you I didn't know whether I could remember lines or even act, and you know, it, was, it was a good opportunity. When you first stepped onto the Gaiety stage
0: with an audience in, what was your feeling? How, can you remember that feeling?
2: Yeah, I thought I'd be more nervous because when I thought about doing theatre, I'd previously done the Guild and open mics and things, and I'd sit in the theatre and watch a show. I'd think that would be the scariest thing you could ever do. And the more you do, like, doing the Guild and things, you get a bit braver and more confident every time you do something. So I thought, right, I'm ready to do a show. But when I actually did it, it wasn't nervous at all because you'd done so many rehearsals And there's just so many other people on stage whereas if you get up with a guitar and it's just you it's everything's on you if you make a mistake you're more nervous of that and being well rehearsed is the key to not being nervous
0: and I think a lot of people don't realize if they're not involved behind the scenes or even on stage they have no idea just how much rehearsal goes into putting on a show like Annie
2: It's months and months it's like I think with that one it was four or five months of rehearsals two nights a week and then it goes up to three and there's with an off-island director when he comes over it could be five six seven nights or days a week
0: and we sit in the audience for a couple of hours and think oh that was great and you've been working at it for all that
2: time. yeah and you, you rehearse in church halls some people think you rehearse on the gaiety stage You'd, you only get in like a few days before the show and you only meet the orchestra like a, a week before the show. So, by the time you're doing the show, you've pl- probably played with the orchestra two or three times. And that's it. And on you go. Yep. And on you go. Let's have your first choice of music. I'm liking this very much, Adrian. Okay. So, when I was young, I lived in the Waterfall Hotel in Glen May. So, most of my introduction to music came through the jukebox. So, I know lots of songs, and I don't know the names of the songs or the artists, but one song I remember been played on the jukebox all the time was Wildflower by the Cult and the guitar riffs and when the drums kick in was amazing. And years later my friends were all getting into the cure. So I went to Shocks to buy a cure album, but I came out with the electric album by the Cult and went on to buy other albums. But the song I want to play is Lil Devil. Just love the sound of it, especially the guitar riffs and the drums. <laughs>
0: Adrian Cowan is my guest this week on MyTunes. Which one I hear you scream at the radio. Adrian Cowan, the actor, the singer, the guitarist, the IT person, (laughs) not the weatherman, but there's another one, Adrian.
2: Are there three on the island that you know? There's a lecturer at the college called Adrian Cowan, and I've been told there was another one because I rang up Manx Telecom, and the lady laughed, and, and she said, sorry I'm laughing, but my boss is called Adrian Cowan. So there's another one at least (laughs)
0: unbelievable what were those parents doing all those years ago (laughs) now yesterday we had the cult oh my goodness love that to pieces i'm really looking forward to today's choice i'm gonna save talking about once until the end of the week because i know you've chosen the track from it i know it was a hugely important show for you and for everybody involved. And for all of us who went to see it, it was jaw-dropping. There's no two ways about it. It was a sensational pull-together of talent, of the whole scenery, everything. But we'll talk about that on Thursday. Today, I want to talk about your job. IT. The whole world is driven by computers. Is it something that you got into early on, or did you go into it later?
2: I always liked computers when I was younger but didn't start working in IT. I went to college to do art and then went to uni and did glass and ceramics and then came back and started various temping jobs, but I always seemed to be the one in the office that people would come to with, you know, if they had a computer question. So then I I did get a job with an IT company and then a friend who had an IT job asked me to be his assistant, so I started as that, And then he left, and I became the IT manager, and I've been there 21 years now, the same wow. company. Wow. Wow. Give him a plug. It's called Aston International. It's a small CSP, family-run. CSP? Corporate service provider. Thank you. Just it. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just show my ignorance. Go on. But, you know,
0: I've said there, computers, even if you don't use one regularly yourself, your world doesn't work without them now. You know, everything relies on technology nowadays. You can't do anything. And even when you think you're you're not interacting with the computer, you might be. You've got your phone in your hand all the time, and that's a computer, isn't it? Yeah. Where's it going? Where's all this going? Because I I know there's been a new chat bot. I was interested in the reports about that, but it's more like Alexa, but it's sort of more complicated than that. No one seems to be able to explain how it worked, <laughs> but it was like Google and Alexa all woven into one. Where's this all going, Adrian?
2: You probably find that. Instead of going to see your GP one day, you'll speak to an AI-type, Alexa-type program that you tell it everything that's wrong with you, and the algorithms will probably come back with what's wrong with you. Already, you know, I know Apple Watches
0: and other products can li- liaise with the health uh, services. They can measure all sorts of stuff.
2: Yeah, they've got um, blood oxygen and you know, heart rate monitors and all sorts in nowadays.
0: I'm always scared of them i tell you why. When I went to see 2001 the very first time and Hal didn't want to open the doors and <laughs> Hal was getting a bit bit stroppy, I thought, oh, uh, this is where it's going. <laughs> this, and then Terminator, and then all of it. So I'm, I'm, anyway, I'm, I'm just naturally slightly wary of them. When they get very clever. Yeah. When they get very clever, I'm a bit wary. Now then, we are going to have a live track in a moment from a band, sadly...
2: I wish I had. I never got to see them. What has drawn you to Thin Lizzy? Well, when I was a teenager, I lived in a pub in Laxey and I started going to pubs to watch bands and I remember being in total awe of guitarist Kev Cleeter and I started listening to music like Gary Moore and Thin Lizzy and a lady who worked in the pub with us brought this album in for me one day. She bought one for somebody and they already had it and I just it was the Live and Dangerous album by Thin Lizzy and I just loved the artwork on it and I love the production of the live music and I could have chosen any of the songs off this album but I went for Still In Love With You comes after some of the heavier tracks on the album so it brings a nice calm feeling and I just love the the guitar playing in harmony and Phil's lyrics Here it is.
0: Thin Lizzy from Live and Dangerous. Other versions are available but you won't hear them here Uh, Still In Love With You With my guest on my tunes, Adrian Cowan, it's panto time. Oh no it isn't, oh yes it is, well it's not because it's finished. But you were, was it King Richard, Prince Richard? Prince Richard. Prince Richard in the Pantaloons production in Peel. Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. And a marvellous thing it was as well. Congratulations to you
2: and everybody. Uh, When did you sign up for that? I was still in rehearsals for once and my colleague Victoria, who I sit next to at work, She's been involved in the Peel Pantaloons for many years, and she knew I'd done a few shows at this stage, so she was telling me that, as usual with these things, they don't have enough men auditioning. So I went along and auditioned, actually auditioned for the Dame, because I thought that'd be a fun thing to do, but then (laughs) I got the role as Prince Richard. Wonderful. It's a great bunch, and the Peel
0: Pantaloons, as you said, they've got a lot of history, and a fabulous bunch.
2: A good, good team? Yeah, it's great. I, it, I watched them a few times because my colleague was in it, so I've probably seen four of their shows. So now to be doing rehearsals and actually now doing the show with the people I recognise, you know, from doing those shows is a, is a it's a bit surreal. But it's, I'm getting to know them. It's a good laugh. Very different atmosphere from the Gaiety. Very, very cl- up close and personal
0: in in the, in the Centenary.
2: It is. You think the Gaiety would be more nerve wracking because it's you know 800 capacity um, venue, but and you think oh it's only 250 or something in the Peel Centenary Centre but as you say they're much closer it's much more intimate and you can hear them and see them some of the time so it's a bit more nerve-wracking and um, the director came to see once and she, you know, she said I, I had a, a song a duet to do with Sarah Elder and she said oh we came to see you um, once would you play the guitar for your song so I'm playing the guitar and the panto I, I've not seen that before
0: no, it's again. It's uh, well. We're going to talk so much about once tomorrow because that was, I think, it was a turning point for you.
2: Actually, definitely. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll come on to that tomorrow. Would you do a panto again? Yeah, I've got something in mind to do for next year, so I don't think I'll do it next year, but I'll, I'll consider doing it again. It's good fun. I haven't done panto for years
0: but I always used to think there was so much fun and the audience if you get a good audience and they're working with you because they've got to join in mm. haven't they if they just sit there and do nothing it's not good but you want them to spark
2: up yeah that's the, the fun of panto and even even if the if it goes a bit wrong the audience they love that they just heckle you and join in and you know, I think they love the love the, the interaction that you get which you don't normally get in the, say on the gaiety in a normal musical, but in panto it's all about interacting with the audience. Totally.
0: Well, well done all of you. Peel pantaloons. It finished just last week. This is a wonderful track. Tell me why you've chosen this from Crowded House.
2: Well, in 1996 I went travelling around the world and I arrived in Australia and on the day of Crowded House's farewell um, concert, it was on the steps of the Sydney Opera House and we, we got there in the morning and we were drinking and then the jet lag hit me and I just had to leave. And I wasn't sure who Crowded House were anyway. But um, then the concert was on TV a few weeks later and I knew loads of the songs and it was a massive regret that I'd missed the concert. And I'm a huge Crowded House fan now and I play many of their songs in my set. And this song is called Don't Dream It's Over. So when things are tough, you you can think of that in two ways don't dream it's over (laughs) or kind of don't dream that it's over which is more optimistic as in don't give up on hopes or your dreams
0: well let's go for the second option it's nearly Christmas we'll go for the second option yeah i With my guest on my iTunes, Adrian Cowan. Not the weatherman, not the other one. Other other Adrian Cowans are available. And uh, Mr. Weatherman is going to be on here in the new year. He doesn't know it yet. Don't tell him. Don't tell him, Adrian. <laughs> we mentioned once a couple of times. Honestly, whenever I talk to anybody who's been remotely involved in it, I just say thank you. Because it was one of the finest things I've ever seen on stage ever. It was magical. And all of you came together to deliver something so special. Did it feel as special for you as it did
2: for us, the audience? It did. Once we got it on stage and we saw the reaction from the audience, we knew it was something special. When we started doing it and rehearsing, it was a bit of a risk. We were thinking some people have seen the film, um, people might not have heard of the musical, and we weren't sure how well it would go down. And it was such a difficult thing to do. You know, even weeks before we actually put it on stage, there were still songs we hadn't, you know, the Harmony cappella uh, version of Gold. We hadn't practiced that very much. There were still things that were just coming together at the very end. And by the time we got it on stage and we got the audience in and we got standard ovation on the first show, we, we were like, this is special. The audience have got it. And then the tickets started selling and yeah. some people kept coming back. You know, one guy came five times to watch it.
0: Well, I'm not surprised. I'm seriously not surprised. And you're right, the standing ovation, I haven't obviously been to every show since the Gaiety but Nobody has. A uh, hundred odd years. But it was such a quick standing ovation. Boom, everyone was up. Every night, every afternoon, bang, on their
2: feet. It took us by surprise because some shows you get a week in the theatre to get everything ready and do your tech rehearsals. With once we only had a few days. So the first chance we got to do a full run dress rehearsal was on the Wednesday afternoon and the first show was in the Wednesday evening. So things were still coming together. So by the time we did the first show and it went really well and we got the standard ovation, it was amazing. And then every show after that was standard ovations as well. I think people have told us that it felt very intimate show and felt you shouldn't really be applauding or interrupting during the show so by the time you come to the end of the show this release came and everyone just shot up and applauded it did feel like
0: that and for you and for everybody it was such a different way of being you were the band you were the actors you were the singers there was nobody in the pit you all played your instruments on stage as a confidence boosting thing that must have been amazing
2: I've always lacked confidence and self-belief and it's with doing singing lessons going in the guild and now starting to do theater that my confidence is starting to grow but doing something as big as once where i knew it was going to be a challenge as soon as i got cast i started learning my lines because i could do that months in advance because i knew the music was going to be the difficult part of it i think i had about 20 songs to learn and they might have just been some of the transition music it might only be a few bars long or it might have been a full song and some of it I just couldn't even get the strumming pattern and people were sending me videos of how to do it but you just keep plugging away at it and once you learn one thing you're like oh I couldn't even play that last week and it just your self-belief and your ability improves and you know by the time the show happens you know I could play the bits I needed to play you know, and knew my lines and everything so it was such a feeling of satisfaction and from having a lack of confidence to, to be able to do that show and come out the other end of it, you know, I do feel it was good for me.
0: Well, wow, it was amazing. And I'm so glad it was done here on the Isle of Man. We're going to have to finish the week with a, a track from it. Incidentally, dear listener, there's a bit more on the podcast. So come back later today because Adrian's going to be choosing a Christmas song for us on the podcast only. But for now, thank you
2: for joining me on MyTunes. What are
0: we going to have from Once?
2: Well, there's so many great songs in Once, but one of the ones that I really enjoyed um, was when Gráinne, who hadn't played piano before, she learned to play piano for her role. Um, She played this song called The Hill, and it's one of the ones that most of us weren't involved in, so we could be off stage and just take in the emotion of that music and then she had um, Kelly and Kira playing violins on it as well and that just took it to the next level it was just a beautiful song
0: We'll have that now, we'll come back to the podcast, as I say, Christmas track on that, but for now Adrian, thank you Thank you very much I told you, come back for the podcast, because there's an extra slice. There's a bit more with my MyTunes guest, Adrian Cowan, and you've done just that. Thank you, dear listener. And you won't be disappointed. Oh, you know what? I could talk about once with everybody, forever. I've had so many guests who were involved in it, Adrian, and it's just... I don't know what it was. It was the combination of people. It was the whole setting. It was having an Irish pub in the middle of the (laughs) (laughs) gate. It was everything. But it was. It was magical. Christmas is a coming and uh, there are a whole load of Christmas tunes. Some of them are wonderful, and some of them are probably best left in a box and never played ever again.
2: Where, And I've asked you to choose just one, That where have you gone for it? I've gone for a song that I just remember from my childhood. My father died when I was only 22, so this song brings back memories of this when, as a kid... um. I didn't know it was an anti-war song. I just in, enjoyed singing the dub a dub a and the bells and the brass. And I just remember, um, I've got memories of being in the Waterfall Hotel and singing this song with my dad. It's Stop the Cavalry by John Louis.
0: Just before we play it, so are your parents in hospitality uh, for a lot of their time?
2: My mum ran the Waterfall Hotel in Glen May when I was growing up. She made it very popular um, with the food that she'd served.
0: Yeah, it was huge. I mean, it's not open now, is it? No, it's a shame.
2: It's gone. They're trying to knock it down, aren't they? Oh, dreadful. And then you said you moved to Laxey for for a while. Yeah, we moved to the Queen's Hotel in Laxey when I was a teenager.
0: Well, look, Adrian, thanks for a cracking week on my Can you just before, seeing as we're on the podcast
2: now, and uh, we've got the elite listeners now, <laughs> uh, 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 more drama coming up? Yeah, a few of us from the Pantaloons are going to do a murder mystery at the Regency Hotel at some point, and then I'm hoping to audition for Elf. It's about to send a stage one next year. Ooh, so I'm hoping to do that. That'll be great. I love the movie. Uh, it'll be a great show. It should be fun. At my age, there's only so many roles you can go for, but there's at least three in that that I could probably go for. Well,
0: we'll look forward to that. Adrian, thanks again. Let's have Jonah Louis. And happy Christmas. Happy
2: Christmas to you.
3: Hey, Mr Churchill comes over here to say we're splendidly. But it's very cold out here in the snow, marching to and from the enemy. Oh, I say it's tough, I have had enough. Can you stop the cavalry? say oh yes yet again can you stop
0: to Adrian Cowan for being my last MyTunes guest of 2022. And guess what? There's another Adrian Cowan who's going to start the year 2023 on MyTunes. I'm Mark Tiley. Thanks for your company over the year. Here's to a cracking new year. And thanks for dropping by for the podcast section of ManxRadio.com.